welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for joining me on the Drunken Whiskey Experience podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Michael Banyan. Uh, we got a special guest with us today. Um, Going to be shooting the shit and just kind of talking about all kinds of things. But uh, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, don't forget, hit like, follow, and subscribe. Yeah, so uh, today, you know, we got uh, my buddy from the Air Force. Uh, his name is Gary. Um, anyways, everyone, thank you and welcome, Gary. Hey, what's going on, man? What's up, my man? Yeah, nothing much, man. Nothing much. Living in Ohio, dude. That's got to suck. <laughs> what's that got to suck? <laughs> so, what What are you uh, doing these days? So, I'm actually working for the city of... Uh, I, got a, I got a government job now. Uh, I'm also in the... <laughs> doing my thing. And uh, because of the fact that I just confessed that on a podcast, now I got to watch what I say the rest of this episode <laughs> so uh these podcasts you can say whatever you want on them but i also understand you know having a career and stuff like that but i've also know there's a thing called freedom of speech which you fought for <laughs> and i'm a texas boy i'm also free to serve uh to suffer consequences as well <laughs> <laughs> the same the same old military routine <laughs> yes no yeah we got freedom of speech but there's also yeah, so let, because, yeah, I mean, you're right, man. There's, like, fucking 30, 40 stories that probably come to mind, dude, uh, in the dorms, man. But it just, honestly, to me, it feels like yesterday. Yes. Does I that? definitely see that. Um, you were such a tiny little guy, dude, back then. Yes, I was. <laughs> what What happened? Why is that? Why? What? So what? And all that stuff. You went opposite of like uh, last year and and just like decide or you know or however and just fucking said you know what instead of doing a 2023 resolution I'm gonna do a D resolution and just fucking stop going to the gym. Not believe so you gonna bring up COVID on the podcast, Gary? Yeah, you know, it's just everything has not returned back to quote unquote normal yet. And you still have to sit around and make accommodations because these businesses got whatever they make up their hours now, still. And uh, it's just crazy. That must be in get your footing in life. I'll just put it like that. Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying, but to me. I, get, I don't know, so I guess, you know, obviously Ohio and Texas are going to be a little different. And in Texas, you know, we basically didn't ever really do much. We did do the 14-day thing, but after that 14 days, it was done with too many business complaining. But we did get a few positives out of it. We now can do drive through margaritas. Yeah. Fucking badass. That You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll stand up and give uh, Governor Abbott a round of applause for that. Um, no, 
now too. You can get some, you can get drinks to go now. It's like, yeah, you probably should have been doing that. Um, saying like, um, everything is just so screwed up right now. Still, like because they can't find people to work places and stuff. Oh yeah, so no, I agree. Sometimes you know, you be having plans. And then next thing you know, your your plans get all screwed up because they still can't find people to do certain jobs. And yeah, that sounds about like how it is here in Waco, um, too. Yeah, uh, we we've had a very very big staff shortage, and I, it seems like the restaurants are the ones that are affected the most. Even though yes, they, they were are. they were the biggest complainers during it, and and I get their complaint one hundred percent. You know that was justified, but then they basically got catered to. I mean, are more people just, you know, they ended up getting the deliveries, at least here in Texas, and, you know, they were the only ones basically making money during the time. And then they basically, you know, now everything fully is open. I mean, really, we did like that 14, maybe a month long. I can't really remember, but I think it wasn't more than a month. And then all those servers went back to work, and then it was like no one had any service because there was no goddamn servers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it just starts affecting your habits because you're like, all right, I got to go do this after work. I got to go run here. I got to go do this. And then, oh, no, this place is closed. And you just you know, feel like, you, you know, you find yourself just running around so much more. And and uh, it, it just kind of it, it sucks sometimes. But that's just adulthood, you know. And I also we also got to think, too, thank God you can order stuff online because... I, I'm, I'm sitting back like, how did they survive in the 70s without Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, for real. I get, I was, it's funny that you say that because I feel like either yesterday or it might have been, yeah, I think it was yesterday or the day before because uh, my kids were forcing me. They were like, Daddy, order this and that. So I was like, well, fuck, I might as well order all the goddamn gro- groceries then. And so I fucking yeah. did that and ordered all the groceries. And I was just like, man, this is super convenient. They bring it right up. I don't even got to carry them in. And I was like, I'll never go grocery shopping again, especially with me having kids, man. It's fucking, when you go to the grocery store, they want all the candy, they want all the toys. So if I can avoid Walmart or HEB, I'll 100% choose that. Oh, I totally understand, man. I totally understand. I do have a tough question, though, for you, Gary, since I do uh, happen to have you on. Of course. Uh, but do you join the military after high school? right off the bat or do you choose college right after high school going back yeah I, I chose college so I kept so I was moving forward with something um, but I had been talking to the recruiter and I, I just knew something in me was like man I gotta leave um, I ended up being third generation veteran because my dad and both of my grandfathers they all served in the army um, how long was your dad in that uh I just, under no circumstances, I just was not staying in Columbus, Ohio. I saw my friends who would, who were staying around here. They were doing stupid stuff. They were living over on Ohio State University campus. And some of them, man, they were in, living in these nasty houses, drinking cheap beer, just doing <laughs> dumb stuff. And, um, and they were just sitting around just, it was like, bro, don't you care about anything? Like, <laughs> You, you have responsibilities now. You got to go to class. You got to do this, that, and the other. And, and uh, there was just like no kind of discipline. And um, I also made the joke too. I was like, I, I want to find all the cool people like on MTV. <laughs> I was like, I know they exist. 
and they ain't gonna just be here if me I'm just staying in Ohio. You know, I want to, you know, see the world in some capacity. And I've been, and uh, where I worked, and I spoke, I met a lot of people who kept talking me into going into the military and seeing the world. So it, it, it was just under no circumstances you could get me to stay at that point. I was like, I'm, I'm leaving one way or another. So Like, fuck college. I'm straight up doing the military thing because this is my heritage. This is what I feel like I want to do. I want to see the world. I'm joining the military. Yes. Yes, that was definitely part of it. And I also, um, I saw that there was a bunch of opportunity. Of course, the GI Bill is a great thing. Um, so I didn't, you know, you don't want to sit around and be like, hey, mom, hey, dad, uh, can you give me a bunch of, it was a, it was the quickest way to have some independence, you know? Right. Like, uh, like, hey, I'm out here on my own now because I joined the military. I'm a man automatically and I get to live Yes, and you can be independent at age 18, but unless you want to take out some loans, you probably don't want to do that. And let's get real with the skill set most 18-year-olds have to offer. You know, you ain't going to be making that much money. That's not a time in your life to worry about getting rich, though, or financially secure or whatever. If you were in a position to invest, do it, but that's not really a priority at that point. Your priority is surviving and becoming somebody, you know. And uh, I found the military was absolutely a way to do that. So I think um, this is unfortunate right now. Um, so first off, yes, I would encourage people to join the military. Um, but do do your, I hate to use the word research because that's the worst. It's been a very problematic word, but that's a different topic. But uh, <laughs> definitely talk to people who have been in. See what's the best fit for you. Look at your personality, even. Like, not everybody is going to be good as a Marine. I think that if you are willing to be in the military, you can do whatever branch you want, but just know some branches, they're, they're all different. That is The Air Force is better for you. The Air Force uh, is hands down. We're not biased, but the Air Force is hands down the best out there as far as yeah. taking care of you, taking care of your family, getting you trained, getting you transitioned into civilian life, if that's you know what you want to do yes and there have been a lot more opportunities coming about even if you just do your time and get out companies are start oh excuse me yeah companies are starting to become more aware uh because there's been a you you have all these people out here with all these skill sets and they have been not getting hired and corporate america is starting to tap into this group of veterans who have all these skills that they've learned there's been a big problem with that your skills translating into the civilian world and people are starting to realize that's a problem and they're starting to do take steps for it um this issue is not solved it's not going to be totally solved but um there are a lot of things in society there's starting to be some appreciation of what you bring to the table but uh i would say this like like i said it's not for everybody but just have a plan and stick to your plan no matter what yeah. you choose. Yeah, and if you decide you're just going to do your four years and get out, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So that actually leads into my next question, though, Gary. Is exactly your point. Is The question is, do you go about life planning it? Or do you go about by life, you know, about life living it? Yes, so um, this is like that old Mike Tyson quote. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. So, 
um, you know, so your plans never come to fruition in life. I don't believe for the most part. Um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of opportunities and I've done, I've done a lot of things. Um, for example, like I went through law school, I plan on being an attorney and stuff. Well, I don't, I'm not. And I have an MPA instead. Uh, and I have a career in human resources. I've stumbled into that, for example. Um, so there's like a lot of things that I have planned that I plan on going one route and then other things happen and it's not bad or anything. I don't feel like there's time wasted, but it's just, uh, you gotta be flexible in my opinion and just roll with the punches because yeah, you may have a plan to do something, do this, that, or the other. And sometimes there's situations where the stars are just not going to line up in your hit. Um, so, so I've absolutely experienced that, and it's not always a, it's not a bad thing, it's just it's not your time yet. And that's okay, because nobody's ever had some life, I'm sure we, you know, the uh, listeners have read an autobiography. There's been no autobiography that's been like, everything I've ever thought about and wanted to do has succeeded, and my life's been a cakewalk, so here's 200 pages about my life talking about that. No one wants to hear that crap anyway. They want to hear about how your first album failed um, or how you were about to be on the chopping block until this happened. They, they, they want to hear about how you lost that election. <laughs> you know, they, they want to hear about all of that kind of stuff. Hey, fucking man. About how, you know, you recovered. You went bankrupt. And now you're, you know, now you're a multi-billionaire. So if you look at people like Steve Jobs, um, Bill Gates, you know, they were college dropouts, both of them. Uh, but yeah, people don't want to hear about just, yeah, everything I've thought about has just worked out. It's been, it's been a cakewalk. It's been easy. It's not inspirational. So, and I think everybody does have an inspirational story in some capacity. I'm like, man, this guy, this guy I knew at 19, and he's still sitting there just fucking constantly going through life being recognized so do you think today's society is more based on marriage or do you think that it's more consistent you know or i'll use the word trending is what i mean do you think the world's trending towards marriage or do you think that they're trending towards um just dating actually just hit 70 years they were married when they were 18 and 17 and it was a cute little story he saw this little cute girl my grandpa saw this cute girl when he was in the army he was walking down the street and with his friend and he saw this girl window shopping looking at dresses those days are over <laughs> okay <laughs> it, 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 it's freaking over and um i actually growing up i started noticing like i would call my I would be at my friend's house or something, and I would call my friend's mom by their by my friend's last name, and they'd be like, "Oh, actually, my last name is so and so because I'm divorced." And that, I, I used to do that auto- automatically all the time because I was the weirdo because my parents were still married and they still are, so that happened to me a lot. It felt like fifty fifty with my friends, and nowadays, um, 
you know, there's a lot of, in this dating market, and the way things are going, there's a lot of people out there who just don't want to be spouses. Um, well, first off, it is rough out here. I'm just going to tell you right now, I absolutely hate them dating apps. And where I live in Columbus land, it's like, it's like, it's too small. And sometimes, you know, you don't want to put, I've encountered this. So I'm actually a little paranoid of putting myself out there. <laughs> and the reason is, I get you it. start getting attention from who you don't want attention from. Right. I'll, I'll give you just a quick example, because this is how, you know, where you live is too small, no matter how big the city is. Um, one of my friends put up a picture on his Tinder account, and it was of me and him. It was a nice picture and stuff, but he's a good-looking guy, and he ain't like he needed my assistance or something like that. Well, I got that screenshot into me. Me and him went to elementary school together, and then we just ran into each other. We reconnected and was like, started hanging out a little bit here and there. Somebody I worked with screenshotted that picture to me, and I was like, oh, shoot. So that, that was right there. It's like, bro, it's, uh, it's too small. And I like that. <laughs> Even though I always knew you to be the, the guy we beat up with the pillows, man. You, I know you know what video I'm talking about. We won't bring that it up in front of the so listeners, but you and I both know what that means. Yes. Oh, I remember that was funny. A little hazy. By the way, man. I didn't want to clarify for the listeners, this was not a regular habit or something. <laughs> it was all mad at me because uh, I was taking too long for you, something. To get ready. To get I ready. Saying, yeah, I was taking too long to get ready. And um, so I answered, I remember I answered the door. And like I think it was in a towel or something like that. Yep, a towel. Uh, a so white one. In the room or whatever, and then they started hitting me with pillows because I was taking too long. <laughs> yeah. So like you could do porn, or you could do no porn. But in the middle, there's this thing called OnlyFans. And do you think that that can affect relationships today? Like even friendship wise, like. Family-wise, you could be your mom and dad. Like, do you think just in general relationships, would they be affected today if Gary Allen said, "I'm starting to fucking OnlyFans"? Oh yes. Let me tell you why, man. Because who wants wants it out there that their mom or dad or their significant other, like you can get on Google and and just see see all of them. You know what I mean? That that is um, that is absolutely a no go. That's a red flag. Um, that's part of the reason why. That, that's part of the reason why Instagram can be problematic. Some people cannot handle it. Um, there are some uh, you know women out there. They need that validation, and they will sit around and mess up their own relationships because they feel the need to post those sexy pictures and get attention. Like a thirst trap. Like a thirst trap. It is. It's a a thirst trap. And it's like, uh, and getting likes on Instagram and Facebook and all that, it does release dopamine and all that. But um, (laughs) get more attention online on those platforms than guys do. Um, Unless you. 100%. You got a Ferrari or something like that. For the most part, the women are going to get more attention. And, you know, just to sit there and. So you're putting yourself out there. And you expect all this validation. That's that's very problematic. 
And I kind of don't even want to deal with girls who are on there and they're addicted to it and they use it every single day because um, it's like, what's, what's going on? You plotting your escape? What's wrong? I'm not enough for you. Like, what's going You know, it kind of sends a bunch of messages like that. So that is a huge red flag. And then, yeah, like, I don't care if it was back in the day. Like, nobody wants, you know, their mom to be able to be Googled and <laughs> have some bad images of her come up. Yeah. <laughs> so- so you you aren't for OnlyFans then, just to make it clear. Oh, I don't care about that. Like, do your own thing. My that's none of my business. What people do with their free time, but um, it's like, yeah, you can make some money on this thing, but that's going to have some consequences in some way. And it's either going to be like you not getting taken seriously, um, or it's just I, I wouldn't do it. You put it like that. I'm just saying that has to do with like. Like my wife is not going to be somebody who's going to who has done that because that's it, it's not smart. But I also ain't trying to have you know two of my kids running around. What do they call it? <laughs> I was about to use a bad analogy, but I'm not going. You are not presenting you. You know, if you're trying to call yourself being on the dating scene and you're not doing things that a wife would do or acting like a wife. Do you think that? there is a big pharma or there's not yeah um oh yeah first off big pharma is absolutely a thing they're the reason that certain pieces of legislation do, does not get passed uh, like if you go to there's people who live in like vermont and maine and stuff like that they go to canada to get their prescriptions every month because it's way cheaper up there right and so I, they'll go up there and, and just make out like bandits and then come back to the U.S. So I know that, like, that is a, that's absolutely a thing. Um, in Canada, in the United States, we touch each other. But, like, we're paying way, way more. They just passed in that bill, too, that starting, to, uh, if you're on Medicaid or Medicare, your insulin is capped off at $35 a month. And if you go down to Havana, Cuba, or Canada, it is, like, ridiculously cheap down there. And it's, it's pretty pathetic, actually, that, uh, that that's what's going on. So, yeah, Big Pharma is absolutely a thing. And they influence a bunch of policies and political discussions. Now, what they are doing or not doing, I could not speculate on. It wouldn't surprise me if they cured some stuff and didn't know it. But, um, you know, they're, but they're, you know, they're the organization. They write a nice check to your U.S. senator and just do whatever they want to maximize profits it's like our senators are working for them so that's that that's the way it is that's the game and you can look it up i'm not just spouting off stuff you can look up campaign donations and you know ex-senator gets hundred thousand dollars from this pharma company and then magically this policy appears so yeah we could have been solved all this by now but um and had the same drug prices as Cuba or Canada. But, um, no, they, you know, they, they got to pay their senators off, and this is where we are now. And that's why our healthcare system is always broke. Because, like, the state of California, um, they're just now producing their own insulin, if I'm not mistaken. And they're going, you know, there's going to be a government, the government's basically going to make it. I'm not sure if this going to be a new government agency starting up to be in charge of I me. Mean, I don't know how that all that works, but they're going to be privatizing it through the state of California. 
And um, that's a solution, you know, and it saves people in California a lot of money. But, like, we could have been solved a bunch of these issues. Um, healthcare has been an issue. Both parties have been trying to address it. Um, it even goes back to Roosevelt, Nixon, whoever. They were trying to fix the healthcare system. and So you know Big Pharma is controlling that whole issue from that level and up. Oh, yeah. like you, and Again, this is not me making stuff up. You just look at who they donate to and what policies come out of it. It's like put two and two together. Follow the money. Follow the fucking money. What motivates you to get up in the morning? Are you driven by either a relationship or is it money or success or fame you know it's the mystery of life it's the you know you don't know what you're going to encounter that day and there's actually something that's kind of majestic about that every single day it's like yeah you have a certain plan of how this that or the other is supposed to go sometimes it is like that but um you just never know who you're going to run into and uh, that's actually something that's exciting. Just, or you you made plans and you're like, you, you were going to do one thing and then next thing you know you choose to like, you know what I'm going to this particular restaurant after work and you run into some friends or something. That's always just good. Just uh, just being out, just being out and about. You know, just living life. Just so, doing you. Yes, Gary. I 100. percent Thank you for being on the, you know, podcast, the Drunken Whiskey Experience. I hope you had a good time. I hope the viewers had a good time. Ironically, I'm sober and stuff. So yeah, that's why I'm... funny. Maybe next time you could, you know, have a couple glasses of whiskey on a weeknight and uh, join us again. Well, thank you uh, for joining the podcast, and uh, we look forward to having you on again. Uh, appreciate all your um, stories and advice that you gave. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm about to come down and visit, man. You do cool stuff down there. Wish you success on this podcast as well. And uh, I think you're going to have an interesting journey here. You just listened to an episode of The Drunken Whiskey Experience. I'm your host, Michael O'Banion. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Hit the like, follow, and subscribe button. Uh, And, you know, if you ever want to be a guest on the show or anything like that, feel free to... uh, message me um, you know via email and I can probably make it happen Uh, but thank you once again and we'll see you guys next time